Hey. Hi, friend. Welcome back. Oh, my back. God. Welcome I, back. I'm here. I'm here. Y'all, Nicola is back in the studio. <laughs> Does she have a fucking pretty moment? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Jesus <sighs> finally came for me. He struck down that lightning. <laughs> oh, he said, bitch, no more. <laughs> Go to the strip club, get COVID. Uh, uh, that's what happens. There it is. <laughs> so for those of you who saw Nicola posting at the strip club I, a few weeks back. And see, the worst thing is, is like the photo that I posted was me licking dollar bills. <laughs> So also, how you get COVID, guys. That's it. If you want to know how to contract COVID, don't lick dollar bills. Okay. Honestly, we are in a pandemic, y'all. That's quite the pretty moment to have. Oh, man. So pretty. And now I'm healthy. But now Thank she's God. good. She's good. She's I'm back here. at it. That's why the last episode was me and me only. It was fabulous, um, though. I honestly had such yeah. FOMO. Yeah, I like, she was a fun one. You know, obviously had to be quarantined, so I yeah. couldn't do much. Yeah. And so I was living for the podcast. Well, we we live for you. And then, you know, like I was commentating while the podcast was happening as if I was in the podcast. You were there. Yeah, of course. I'm just annoying like that. So Honestly, I could see it. Y'all. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was I was there. You were there. I in, was there in, in spirit. No one heard me. Us and Dally. We took a picture with you. Yeah. Between us. I was there. But honestly, we should Photoshop you. <laughs> I've never Photoshopped myself in a picture. I haven't either. I think that would be funny. But luckily, do. with witchcraft skills that we have, we could probably make it happen. Let's try it just to see what it would look like. No. To see how Photoshop it actually looks. When in October, do as the Octobers do. Become a witch. Honestly. <laughs> make some witchcraft. Photoshop a picture of your face in it. And ghost somebody. <laughs> I'm just going to add that in there, please. It's the time, ladies. Cuffing season is around the corner. Please start ghosting people now. That was my ghost voice. I liked it. (laughs) She looks like a witch today, too, with her hair in her all-black outfit, honestly. Is that your witch laugh? Yeah, it is, because I was watching these freaking... Had a guest in town last night. We were watching these horror series on uh netflix about witches i'm over here with like i'm like no don't open the door i don't know how we're friends because she doesn't like scary oh my god and i love scary like love it bitch i am catching a sweat right now because i'm like nah nah, you keep that coven and that cauldron away from me i cannot Well, you can save my ass when I'm dying <laughs> next time. She's not who I take to a fucking haunted house with me. Never. I, or to any. Okay. Like I'm anything. sorry. A tangent. You know, I'm just, I'm back and I got things She's to got say. A lot to Have say. you seen that Ellen clip of her assistant that went to the haunted house? Please no. don't. Get out. I want to see. Missy, it's hilarious. Although I love it when she scares people in her studio. No, this is funny because she makes him with like another one of her assistants go to this haunted house and it's a female and a male. And he's like walking. He's like, it's going to be fine. Like, you know, this is just all for show. Like you can tell he is nervous as fuck walking into this, like this spooky house or whatever they're called, a haunted house. And the whole time, like they like, like film them, like going through this house and like, he's using the girl as a shield. And he's like, no, no. No, stop it. He just tells her, I was like, stop it. Stop it right now. I feel like that would be Blair. He's so big. He just put me like in front and of She's him. like, stop using as me as your freaking defense. I'm a female. And he's like, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm protecting you. And she's like, you're putting me in front of you. It's hilarious. Okay. I'm going to find it. We're going to put it on this episode yeah. on our Instagram story yeah. because it is that it was, I I love that. Literally watched it last night at like three o'clock in the morning. Died laughing. I need to watch it. I need to see it. It's hilarious. Honestly, does anybody know? DM me if you know the answer to this. Do you know if haunted houses are open this year? Yes, they are. Dark dark hours open. I was going to go there last night. 
What? Yeah. Yeah. It's open. It's $15. And she's dead to me. Just like that. Oh, boy. Are Just you a like witch? That. Do you have a cauldron? <laughs> I might. It's where I put friends that do things that they know I want to oh, do. no. And they say they won't do, this but is then why they go do it hurts. with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take out your, what's it called? The, the doll you stick the needles in? Oh, my God. My voodoo doll? Yeah. Can you have her have sex with someone so I can finally have sex again? <laughs> I'm poking the pooch for the needle. <laughs> I felt that one. <laughs> Oh no, it's too far. I've crossed the line. (laughs) Take it back. I take it back. We're just two boss babes paving the way, and all we gotta say is don't call us pretty. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the show. It is Missy, and Nicola is finally back in the studio. What's up, guys? Hello. Happy Tequila Tuesday. She had to take a little hiatus. But I'm back. But she's back. You can't ever hold me down. I don't that, but, that's I not, think it's from a song. Is Isn't it? that a P. Diddy song? Uh, I'm not gonna sing it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's going in my head right now. Okay, good. Anyway. It, it is a song. Yeah, All right, I'm, I didn't hold me down. Yeah. Oh no. Hey. I got to keep on moving. Okay. Obviously, I don't sing for a living, so y'all don't judge me. Don't come after me for that. It's okay. It's the A for effort. Honestly, mm-hmm. I know more '90s rap than I do anything else. I know. So that's shit. Have you Spent seen that Tupac song? The the um gif or the meme, whatever the the kids call it, about um God Squid Games. I've seen. There's a bunch of them. the red light, green light girl, and they're like how to catch a girl in her 30s, and it's like. They're playing some like '90s rap song, and the girl starts like twerking, <laughs> and it just like <laughs> kills her. Honestly, yeah, That'd be you. If you As can, Missy, we be gone. I think can, I shared that with you on Instagram. Maybe if you can name twerk tra- twerk tracks from the '90s, you could catch any '30s girl. Honestly, yeah, and then you'd lose red light, green light. Yeah, those have been really funny, actually. Hilarious. The one about like your man or something, <laughs> when your man like mentions another girl, oh. it's like just the <laughs> eyes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. These TikToks of the when you're uh, you've sent me one before, but there's like different pe- the people that do different when it's like your man when your man's telling you a story and mentions a girl, <laughs> <laughs> and then all the girls. Uh, I like, get crazy. Like I that. get yeah. crazy. <laughs> I honestly read, need to redo that one. When your man has to show a girl how to do an arm curl. Honestly, I'm just about to I say. I get crazy. I get crazy. When your man gets asked at the gym to help a girl out. I'm going to make that. You know, y'all. Blair's going to listen to this and be like, get over it. I brought it up the other day. Stop. He's going to kill us. He's going to be like, I'm over it. Never <laughs> telling you anything ever again. Now when I just say things he- when I bring it up, he just looks at me. <laughs> it's not even funny. I'm dead. I fucking love it. Oh my God. Oof. Okay. I gotta get myself together. I'm gonna try these eyelashes right off my face. Um, There's a new method that people are doing. It's like when you just like burn your eyelashes, apparently. <laughs> what is it? Do the voice. I said I needed to get a lash perm. Yeah. She thought I said a lash Perms, burn. Perms are out. Burn is in. <laughs> it's all the rage. <laughs> Get you a burn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I 
swear we're gonna get to the episode. <laughs> y'all, y'all know we gotta like kind of like yeah. giggle a little bit, okay? I'm, I'm back, okay? It's been I've been living for this moment. <gasps> okay, so. <laughs> Okay, let's get let's get to it. Okay, okay. so since um, Nicola's back, we thought we'd make an episode about Nicola, but not really about her, but about her. Yeah. Um. So we've kind of touched on what Nicola does for a living. Yeah. Kind of like here and there. Um. So as you guys know, she's in real estate. She mm-hmm. owns an apartment locating company. But I want to dive more in depth with that because the more I come into contact with, like, just I see people all the time with work with what I do. Yeah. And I think people a lot of the times it's very common that people want to get into real estate. Oh yeah. And like to me, an outsider looking in because I don't know anything about real estate. Mm -hmm. I just assume that means like selling houses. Right. Um, so when I think real estate and real estate agent, I think either commercial and, Mm -hmm. or I think residential, but I don't think apartment locating. So I want to touch on that and I want to touch on residential, Mm -hmm. but I have lots of questions because I I don't know anything about it. Even though you're my bestie, I'm still like, I don't know anything about it. It is my expertise. I know. (laughs) And I can't wait in case there's a listener wanting to get into what Nicola does for a living. Yeah. Um, this, I think we're going to dive deep into it. It's an episode for you. Yeah. For show, for show. So let's start with the basics. How did you get into it and how long, how many years have you been doing? Oh my God. I'm a dinosaur in apartment locating. So I've been locating for, this is going to be going on my ninth year in February. That is such a long time. That's a child. I mean, I've been 11 years in the med spa industry. Yeah. It's a preteen. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because like some of my friends that are in the industry, you know, they've been doing it for four or five years and you know, we, I talk about real estate all the time. Like if I'm anywhere I go, like I wind up talking about it because the one amazing thing about my industry is it's an industry that never is going to go away. You're either going to be purchasing a home and having a mortgage, or you're going to not be doing that at all. And you're going to want to be leasing and buying time and trying to figure out what your next step is. And for either process, it's like, I'm always there for those people. So, you know, when the economy is great, you know, that's great because that means people are ready to buy homes or wanting to spend their money. And when the economy is down and they're trying to pinch pennies, like I'm also there because they're going to need, um, some kind of saving grace and they're going to need to lease something. And they have no idea where to lease because every corner on every street, there's an apartment. And how the hell are you supposed to know every single option and like going to sleep at night, knowing that you, you chose the right one. Yeah. Like I remember back in my apartment living days, like I didn't know anything about apartment locations. It was just like, you know, three or four years ago when I was moving out of my rental house and getting an apartment. Right. And like, I literally would take a day off at work and hit up like eight different complexes. It stresses you out. You have to go in, Mm -hmm. you have to talk to an agent. You you don't even know pricing. Right. You have to get pricing. You have to see the floor plans they have available, what dates those are available. Mm -hmm. If they have any move-in specials. Right. All of it. It's a whole thing. All of it. And it takes a whole day just to hit like four or five of them because then of course- some of them want to show you the property and exactly. it takes time and it's a whole ordeal. Um, and you're losing money because it's taking time away yeah. from your work yeah. and what you need to do with your life. Yeah. So that is why apartment locators have become such a booming business right now because so many people are so busy with what they're doing and, you know, just life in general. And for that exact reason right there, you could walk into five apartments and they don't have, you know, any availability for a two bedroom on October 20th. And you're like, fuck, I just wasted how much time time going to these places where it's like, this is what I do from sunup to sundown. And even then some, 
in the wee hours of the night. I mean, I have clients sometimes calling me at three o'clock in the morning, like in tears. I don't know what I'm going to do. Help me out. I'm like, okay, can we like, come on, can we do this tomorrow? But you know, I answer my phone, I'm there for them and I help guide them because that is what my job, that's what my duty is. And that's what makes a successful leasing or locating agent, you know, So what all does a locating agent do specifically? So we specialize in the market. So what we do is briefly have maybe a 10 minute conversation with you. And I train all of my agents that I want that done on the phone. I don't want that done on text message. Text messages are so stale. In my opinion, they give you no credibility behind you. There's no voice behind you. I want people to know and that you're human. They're talking to a real person. You're human. And you know, the, the, the thing about apartment locating is it's a 100% commission based occupation. Um, so if you're not working your ass off, someone else is going to, and they're going to beat you to the punch. So that's why I tell all my agents, you need to call them. And honestly, in any sales role, that is my number one step for anyone is get over it because we talk to strangers all day long anyway. So you need to start treating these strangers as if they're your best fucking friend, because this is your one opportunity. This is your one sell to make them a win for you because at the end of the day, this is someone that is looking for an apartment and you are looking to put bread and butter on your fucking table. So you better fucking win it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that 10 minute conversation, you know, you discuss a like, Hey, Oh my God, I'm so excited to help you. So just tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for. You know, are we wanting a one bedroom, a two bedroom? You know, I make them paint me a picture of what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and to empathize with them and to listen. Listening is huge because so many locators don't listen and they run all these options and none of them are what the client is looking for. And so the client gets frustrated. The the client gets short with you. The client wants to cut you off and you're done. So it's like, you have to listen to your clients. And when they, you know, have, you know, expectations that are, unmet, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to like instantly step on that and be like, I'm, I get it. (laughs) Trust me. I wish like I could manipulate like the market enough to like lower pricing, but I can't. And you know, this is a booming industry right now. Everyone's moving to Texas. Everyone wants to move to Texas. Mm -hmm. And what we, what do we all know with that? When we have people, a surplus of people, our market is going to shoot up as fast as it can. And that's what's happening. And, And it's expensive. It's expensive. This is the first time in history that it is more expensive to lease than it is to own, which is huge. Yeah. Um, But nevertheless, you know, we grab all the information. Mm -hmm. We make sure that we have reasonable expectations. And then what we do is we hit the pavement and we go to work. So quite like MLS, um, you know, if you've ever searched for a home and you have a realtor, you know, they pull MLS listings and they send you like a database of options that best fit your criteria of what you're looking for. Well, very much like that, there is an apartment database that does the same feature. So I basically go to my reports and I can pull options and it gives me every option under the sun in the DFW Metroplex. And, you know, the nice thing is, you know, there's, there's so many different facets of what a locator does. You know, we interface with helping our clients, but then there's the other side of the table where we have to manage relationships with all of these management teams, because if we work together, we're going to make a close a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to continue to build 
your different, you know, relationships with all of these management groups and make sure that you're in good with them. And when you are, it makes the process of finding apartments so much faster and so much easier because you know your market and okay. there's a lot to know in the market, yeah. but, um, so y'all do all the legwork you get all of it, their options, all of different it. apartments, pricing, yes. everything that they're looking for. And, and I you basically send them a list and say, these are your options. Yep. And I make sure that, you know, I send them options that are within their move date range that is within their price range for the most part. But then I also send them a couple other options. It's like, Hey, yeah, if we want to see a rock star deal. This is, this is something we could go after. It's still obtainable. Um, it's a little bit more than what you wanted to pay, but it's still obtainable because much like car sales, when people talk to you, um, they look at me as a salesman or a saleswoman and you know, they give me the lowest number possible. And I'm like, okay, is there wiggle room here? Like, do we have any wiggle room? Like, I'm not trying to spend your money, but I want to also give you your options yeah. because like you're living here. So like you go to work, you work your ass off, you live a tough life. You come home though. At the end of the day, this is your, this is your safe haven. This is what you call home. And this is what you're going to call home for the next year. So what is $200 a month? That's one night that you're not going out in Dallas. Would you be open to saving that money one night a month and putting that towards rent? And you're really getting exactly what you want for $200 more a month. So again, bringing it back to that first phone call. That's why I like having that conversation because that is when people start to bend. And that is when I can start kind of working and molding my clients to understanding what we do, how we do it and what the market importantly is offering right now. So that's where we start and they get the, the reports, you know, they have everything in a click of a button. They have the website, they have the floor plans, they have photos, they have the map, and then they have all of the pricing information that's live and accurate based off of the numbers that we just pulled. And it's, everything is accurate and it's at their fingertips. And it's like, okay. what are your top three favorite options? Let's go look at them. And I, matter of fact, let's go get them tomorrow. And if you can't go tomorrow, then let me go video tour these and give you somewhat of a preliminary idea of what I can get you. And between those two things, I mean, I have one of probably the closest turnaround rates, like unbelievably. And I upsell every one of my clients because I mean, I think it's just because I like spending money. So I like spending money with people, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just learning people. And, yeah. you know, I think that has what's maybe set me apart from a lot of these other locators. Mm -hmm. And it's why I've been in the industry as long as I have, because like I, just naturally have a love for people and it's a win, you know, it's like, yeah. um, it tests me, you know, and it's, it's one of those like unsaid contests where I'm like, I'm going to find you an apartment and I'm going to make a lot of money off of this and I'm going to see how fast I can do it. So it's like, I'm constantly, you know, like challenging myself with yeah. every client I get and I make it a game for myself and it's fun. Like it never, that never gets bored, boring, you know? Um, so that's kind of just like the beginning stages and it kind of just unfolds from there. Okay. So we've heard it from like what you can offer the client. Let's mm -hmm. talk about people who are wanting to become an agent. Now, do they yeah. have to have a real estate license? To yes. An apartment locator. Yes, you do. Okay. It is. We are still, um, licensed real estate agents. Okay. Um, just as of, Oh, 2021 it was mandatory that we all become realtors okay. um, with the association. So essentially what that means is I, you can have your real estate license, um, but not carry on real estate transactions, which 
for the, the past there? for the past eight years, I have not been carrying out real estate transactions because I have just been an apartment locator. Okay. So in order to be um, operating homes and like real estate transactions, you have to be set up with the real estate association. Um, and that is, you know, an additional fee yearly and monthly yeah. or quarterly. Um, but that is what gives you your certification to be able to be a houses. realtor and yeah. not just a licensed realtor. Um, but now the state of Texas, everyone has to be realtors and you either can have that part of your license be inactive or it can be active. Either way, you still have to pay a fee. One is a little bit, um, you know, um, it's a little cheaper. The other one is the full fledged. You can sell homes now, which, you know, I, I tried urging all of my agents to go that route because that's where my sights are set next is we're right. getting into real estate. And we'll, we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I definitely want to hear more about that. And I want everybody yeah. to hear it. So, so for somebody looking to get into yeah, real estate they need or to, apartment locating, they need to go to, they need to get their real estate license. How do they go about getting So that is 120 credit hours, which sounds okay. like it's a lot. Um, but to be entirely honest with you, when I got my real estate license, I actually was working in property management. Um, I started property management back in college. I was paying my way through school. My parents refused to help me with school. Um, but then also, um, consequently made me go to school. I was just trying to be a rock star, but that, um, apparently was not good enough, even though that's what I was doing my entire life. Um, so I went to school it's not salty y'all at all. Uh, at all. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be living in, you know, LA and, you know, being on TV, whatever. Um, but I went to school and of course the bougie Nicola that I am now, I've always been. Um, and so when I went to school, I was in a dorm and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. What is this shit? Like I'm living in cinder blocks. <laughs> like it humbled me real fucking quick. And I'm like, how the hell do I get out of this? And I'm like, well, shit, I have no money. So like, how am I going to pay to live somewhere? You know, I had student loans that, you know, I was taking out, but I was trying to minimally use my student loans because I didn't want to owe a ton of money at the end of it. And I walked into a property that was gorgeous. It was like the best property in Denton at the time. And I fell in love and they're like, it's a thousand dollars for a one bedroom, which was a lot of money for an 18 year old. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll come back. And OnlyFans didn't exist back then. So she didn't have it easy. Yeah. So I finessed my way into working for them part-time. And if I worked for them part-time, they essentially gave me a hefty discount on rent. So my rent then was only $600 a month. And so I made that work. And I worked for them, got into property management that way. And that's where like my love kind of started. Um, because quite like performing on stage sales is a lot like performing in general, because you have to woo your audience, razzle dazzle them and make them buy what you're trying to sell. And for the longest time, as weird as this is going to sound, I was selling myself as a performer to an audience of people, um, and entertaining them. And I missed that. I missed, there is a, um, I don't know. There's just a desire there. I mean, if you come from that background, like you just, you know what that adrenaline rush is and it just, nothing really came close to it, but this did. And, um, 
I got transferred to a property downtown Dallas when I was about 20 years old and I was kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place because I didn't really know what I wanted to do in school yet. Um, I knew I wanted to do something on my own because I didn't like being told what to do. I was not very good at school because I argued with all of my teachers. Um, and no surprise there. Yeah, no surprise. Um, so I went, started working for a property downtown and this female kept coming into the office with random people. And I finally stopped her and I was like, excuse me, like, what do you do? And again, I'm 20 years old. So this was 10 years ago. And she's like, oh, I'm an apartment locator. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I'm just a stupid leasing agent. What the fuck do I know? You know, and I'm thinking I'm gonna work my way up in corporate, you know, and like do the bullshit. I'm like, yeah, um, nothing against corporate live lives or whatever. I just, it's not for me. Um, again, I don't being told what to do. Um, <laughs> So she's like, well, I'm kind of like you, but I have a lot more options I can work with. I'm not just at one property yeah. where I have to sell them just the options that I have. I can sell them any option. And while you're making maybe a hundred dollars off of commission for each person that, you know, you lease here, I'm making one month's rent in, in the entirety as my commission. And I can show maybe two options and I'm making, you know, one month's rent. I nearly fell out of my chair. I'm like, huh? Huh? <laughs> She's like, yeah. So uh, some more time went by, ran into her maybe a year and a half later. And she's like, what are you still doing here? Go get your real estate license. I'm like, what, how do I do that? So I went online okay. and it is, it's 120 credit hours that you, it's, it's required. You have to do it. Um, and I did all of my so classes online. online. I you did it online. Do it online. You don't have to go. So for those of you guys who are thinking about getting into real estate, mm -hmm. you already have a full-time job. Yep. You can't pause. This is something you could do uh -huh. at night yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. 120 hours is considering I went cosmetology school is like 1500 hours. Oh yeah. Okay. See, so it's, so it's like nothing. You can do 120 hours in a month or less. Mm -hmm. Like honestly. No, you can. And so. I, I got mine in a month. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, when she came back into the office and was like, what are you doing here? She offered me a job on the spot. And I'm like, are you really going to hire me? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you like put that in writing? <laughs> I need to know. For sure. Yeah. But I quit my job that day. Oh, um, okay. and I called my parents and I was like, um, another heart attack waiting for you guys. Uh, I quit my job and I'm going to pursue something new. And they're like, what the fuck? Um, but I did, I did it in under a month. You take all of your classes and then you have to go and, um, take your final exam, which is a state exam. It's in two portions. It's a state and it's a national. Um, and you have to go to a testing center and it's like an SAT type thing. All the answers could be correct, but what is the most correct? Well, <laughs> um, once you pass that, you get real estate license. Okay. And so you've got your license now for what's the next step in finding a job. So um, it's very easy now because apartment locators are a dime a dozen. Okay. I didn't um, know if that was, oh, so yeah. what's funny is like, before it's, I met you, like years ago, I had a client who, um, owned a, an apartment locating company. I know, you know, the oh, company if I said it, mm -hmm, but I'm not going to say it, mm -hmm. um, in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And so for the longest time, like I would move and she'd be like, Oh, and I didn't get it at the time. And now yeah. I'm looking back, like, she wouldn't help me do anything. No, but she just told say, you just, to put her yes, name put down. Yes, put her name down on my application. She's making money off of you. And I'm like, I never, I'm like, yeah, sure. And we weren't even like that close. Oh but God. now I'm getting it <sighs> that I'm like, bitch, you didn't help me do anything to You're get like, into this hey. apartment. Like I still went and fucking 
did went it all. to all these different places to get pricing and everything, but sign a lease and list her name and never even knew what I was doing or why. <laughs> yeah. And then she was getting, yeah, she was getting a cut off of it. And that's important. I mean, and I that's make, how y'all get paid. That is how yeah, we get paid. I also paid. want to dive into that too. Like that is for somebody wanting to get into it. Strictly okay. how we get paid. And, you know, it's important, I think, for my agents to take on the responsibility of teaching our clients the why. Yeah. I think that's very important. I honestly think that's important in any sales role. I'm going to explain to you what my process is. So you're not going through this blindfolded. I want you to understand what I'm doing. I need you to understand this is my livelihood because more often than not, what happens to these agents, especially since they are a dime a dozen clients are working with multiple agents at a time. I mean, like, and our database shows that. So when we register our clients, you can go and click on their information. It shows you every apartment locator that's registered them and it's time stamped and date stamped. So you can see right now actively they're working with 10 agents. Wow. And whoa, nothing makes me go red light, green light faster than that. (laughs) Cause I'm like, bitch, you're going to, you're, you're trying to play me. Like you're not playing me. I'm the only locator for you. So, you know, I don't like, again, I'm just like, it's, it's kind of like not being told what to do. I don't like sharing either. So (laughs) I'm not an only child at all. Um, So, you know, it's important for clients to understand that that's not acceptable. Like these people are working for free until otherwise notice that you're putting their name down on an application and catch 22. You're only allowed to put one agent down. So whoever that one agent is, is getting the money. And if someone else has worked sun up to sundown for you, they get diddly squat. So it's so important for people to understand the why behind it, because so many people more often than not don't understand it. Yeah. No, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Just being, you know, the person that I am. Yeah. And see, and you know, it's a shame because like that's easy money in her pocket. Mm-hmm. And you know, I she just, do a fucking thing. that's just, that's a, la- that's a lazy I put her name on like three different lists. That's a lazy <laughs> apartment locator. And uh, I just like, don't stand for that because I, I'm just a firm believer. And again, again, this is just in business in general, it's quality over quantity. And if you provide a quality service, those clients are going to be so loyal to you. Mm -hmm. And not only are they going to be loyal to you, but they're going to be free marketing for you. They will tell everyone about Mm -hmm. you. So quality. It's like building a clientele. Absolutely. It's a book of business. If you gave them a good experience the first time, if they're releasing or going to lease another complex, they're going to use you the next time. If they decide they don't want to buy a house yet, they still want to rent for another five years or whatever. They're going to keep using you. Right. And you know, now that me and Jeremiah, who is my business partner, um, we've started money move locating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we pay for ad space and a I'd say 90% of our business is driven through social media. Mm -hmm. Um, We get most of our clients from social media interactions and using Facebook ads and using just Google ads. I mean, you name it, like we're, we're paying ad spend Um, and we are generating leads that way. And that is the lead pool that we get in. And we now have about 15 agents that currently work for us. And, um, which is amazing. And I want to talk about scaling too, because yeah. you guys just started like in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Like so. right when, um, COVID-19 happened Yeah, and it was just me and Jeremiah. And yeah, we can get into that in a minute. Now you guys have 15 agents for working. Well, we have 15 agents here in Dallas and we've also opened up Houston and we are rapidly growing. We're about to have four agents that are going to be currently working for us in Houston. So, so we're almost at 20 agents. Let's talk a little bit about from the employer standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we, okay. So basically 
if somebody wants to get in the industry, they start by getting their real estate license and then they can basically just Google and find apartment locating companies. Instagram. I mean, I get reached out to all the time on DMs just from different people. If you're looking for an agent. I don't even market. They reach out to me. Okay. They're just like, how do I, how do I do what you're doing? Yeah. And that's when I instantly go for the kill. You're going to work for me. (laughs) I will tell you how. Um, Come with me, child. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's it's like Halloween. So I know she's feeling spooky. Um, Okay. So then let's talk about from a a hiring aspect. Sure. So you and Jeremiah mm-hmm. own Money Move and you're scaling your business and which is amazing because usually businesses don't scale that fast right. and that, you know, to the extent that you guys are yeah. scaling. And so what makes, what kind of traits do you guys look for when hiring a new agent to work for you? Um, it's that motivating just it factor. I want the people that are literally looking at me. Honestly, what I want is I want the people that are like, I don't know how I'm going to make rent next month. Those, those are my winners because those are the people that are going to fucking work and they are giving it their all because there's no other option. And to be honest with you, when me and Jeremiah partnered and started and created money move together, I was working for a massive locating company, um, that I basically was with since almost the start. I was one of the like oldest senior agents there. Um, I was over a division of agents. So I was already managing agents at that point. I was in a really good cushion spot and they completely threw in a card and totally did a new game change. And they changed the entire business plan of what they were offering, including the compensation, which when I sat down and they presented to me, the new offer was about $60,000 less a year than what I was projected to be making. And in that moment I was like, fuck, I just got broke because at, in that moment I knew I was, I was leaving. Like, I'm like, I'm not staying because I know my worth. And I think it's really important in whatever field that you're in to never forget what you bring to the table and what you have to offer and knowing what your worth is. Um, and that just simply wasn't good enough. And I was willing to risk it all, um, to prove that to myself. And I did, I left and it was crazy. I didn't think that they would allow me to leave since I was there as long as I was. And I was such a good employee to them. Um, but they quite literally held the door open for me and I walked right out and about three months into money move. Um, my old boss called me and asked me how things were going. And that was right when the pandemic hit Mm. and I didn't want to be an asshole and tell her how great it was because I was finally my own boss, which means I was making all my money. Well, essentially I was, you know, we have, we have even like our income split so we can put it back into the company. But you know, I was making basically what I was making for her, um, which was music to my ears because I thought I was about to just not be able to pay any yeah. of my bills. And she's like, you know, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. You know, like, I don't, I'm not going to be a jerk and be like, I wish I would have done this fucking years ago. Um, I was like, I'm good. And she's like, okay, well, but pride aside, how are you really doing? Uh, <laughs> that moment it made me realize I did the right thing. Yeah. And she was trying to get me back. Mm-hmm. She's like, what if I gave you a, an offer that you couldn't resist? I said, you know what? There's nothing better than I, yourself. I might kick myself later, but I believe in myself and I'm going to prove it to myself before I cower and take your offer. And I'm going to see this through. 
And I think it's really important for people to realize, I think more often than not, even in society that we're in, people give up really easy. Mm-hmm. And I fall victim to that in some aspects, but this is one of those, you know, industry moments that I was like, you know what? I'm going to see this through what happens when you don't give up. And I mean, that's where I am now. We've scaled the, the company massively. And it was, it was just me and Jeremiah at first. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. I mean, at all, we were not business owners before we mm-hmm. were not bosses before. And, you know, we sat down and me and Jeremiah went to high school together and we're really good friends and we have a great dynamic, you know, me and him are like family and, um, we work really well together and he has his strong cards and then I have my strong cards and we let each other. I mean, we, it, and, and, and it's crazy cause they're both our weaknesses. So we outsource those to each other and, um, together, you know, we make a great entity and now we have a great team. And so I think it's really important to zero in when you're interviewing people to find the people that are hungry, because those are the people that are willing to risk it all and willing to prove their worth. And those are not lazy people. Those are driven people. Those are people that you're going to be proud of and you're going to show them why they're going to be proud of themselves. And that has been the most rewarding factor of my job of working my ass off and figuring it out is being able, I'm like getting goosebumps to, to stand and witness these agents that I have trained and that I have taught and that I've helped mold. And I am able to watch them just be proud of themselves. And that is so rewarding. Yeah. So when you are thinking about I, I honestly, I think that pertains to like what you just said to anybody in any industry having like, you know, I used to manage a med spot here in Dallas. And when we would hire people, it was always the people I kind of look for the same thing. Like it was never, I didn't want some girl who, you know, and like no offense to this at all, by any means, it's nothing negative, but like usually like if she didn't need the money and didn't need to Mm -hmm. work, they Mm -hmm. didn't have the work ethic as somebody who like, this is, they're dependent on this paycheck. Listen. I need to put food on my yeah, table. Like yeah. I have to feed my kids yeah. or I have to, you know, pay my bills and I have no other choice. Those are the people who are going to sell. Those Absolutely. are the people who are going to go out and get it. They're not going to be late to their shift. They, mm-hmm. they just have a, a better work ethic because they need the money. They don't just want the money. Exactly. And I think that that's so important, whether you need it or want it, you still want a great work ethic. But I can tell you right now, as somebody who's hired people and who's managed people and same with Nicola, like we can see right through that. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you have to really like, need it in a sense to, to have that kind of real deep kind of drive. And so I think that that works for with any industry. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the other side of that is when you give people that type of opportunity, you know, they uphold a respect, a level of respect for you that is untouchable. And, you know, we don't have to put our agents in check very often. Um, but when our agents are underperforming, to be honest, I don't even have to have, I just give them a look and they're like, I'm so, I'm letting you down. And I just, I know that. And I'm like, listen, what are we going to do? Like, what do, what do I need to do to help you? Cause like, I want you to be successful and I want you to be proud of yourself. So what do we, what do we, what are we missing here? And you know, they respect the opportunity so much that like they are the first ones to admit it. And they're then the first ones to step up and be like, no, I'm going to like kick, I'm going to kill it this month. And I'm going to prove that to you. And I'm going to prove why you hired me. And that's what I like to see. 
Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about now that we're kind of nearing that aspect of your business. I will, let's talk about you getting into real estate and what's next for money move. Cause I know that that's yeah. been super, that's been keeping you busy. Yeah. So and- we just, we just launched Houston, um, a couple months ago and, um, we took a very high performer in Dallas who was living in Houston for about five, seven years, no, seven years. And, um, is very familiar with Houston. Um, still has a lot of contacts in Houston and we gave him a promotion and we made him the manager and he is now managing the division of the Houston agents. And his job is to, um, find the connections of finding agents that we can hire, Mm -hmm. train them, um, and oversee just kind of all the transactions. So very much what me and Jeremiah are here. Um, he is learning how to do that. I think it's important that when you hire, um, anyone to, keep them. Sometimes you have to teach them how to grow, um, where they want to grow with you instead of against you, grow against you. And you know, that's our client, our our client retention, our agent retention is almost a hundred percent. Um, and it's because that is what we stand by. That's what we stand for. And our agents have been growing, but they have been growing with us and they want to grow larger with us. And, you know, they want those types of roles and, you know, they're working hard for that. So we are about on agent four in Houston and that is taking, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's going like wildfire. Houston is an awesome market right now. Um, so anyone that's listening to this, that's in Houston, that is heavily considering getting into real estate, start there. Um, the other best tip that I have just as a side note for that is when younger individuals get into residential real estate, they don't have a book of business to go off of. And apartment locating is the easiest way to build your book of business. Even if you only do it for a year, um, because you are given clients through your broker who's us, and we are giving you free clients here, here is people, people that need apartments, people you can help. And those people And then we'll lease with you. You're building a relationship with them. And in a year from now, you can be like, hey, your lease is up. I know that. Do we want to lease again? Do we want maybe to buy? I'm selling house. Do you want to buy? Maybe we buy. Let's look at buying. And it's like, there's a free client for you right Mm -hmm. there. That's your book of business. That's actually really good. Oh my God. I mean, even if you lease 10 people a month, that's 120 people that you've already built in your little black book. But for business and, you Not know, your booty calls. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, but they're also your sugar daddies because they're paying you kind of. <laughs> um, so let's the how's the transition been. I know you haven't full, y'all haven't fully transitioned into doing residential, residential yet, but we're, what we're does that transition up. look like? I guess for, for what have been some of the hurdles and that you guys have come across with making that transition because apartment locating is all you've done. Oh my God. Yeah. For years. So like, tell us a little bit about what that transitions look like for well, you so yeah. far. And like, here's the thing. No one's helping us. Like nobody's just, telling yeah. us how to do it or what to do. So my gut instinct going into this, you know, as an apartment locator, setting my sets on to opening our residential branch, which is actually going to be named David Ivy. So we're going to be the David Ivy group. Um, is, you know, I was at a seminar 
and the girl that was speaking is a younger female. Um, and her business is booming and her biggest advice was, you know, understanding your weaknesses and outsourcing them. And my weaknesses is figuring out how to be an expert in residential real estate when I've not ever even had a transaction. Why, why would someone want to use me? Because I have no background in that. I have background in a form of real estate, but it is not homes. And that can be really scary. And, you know, I have totally owned up to that. And what I'm doing now is building a team around us. And it's not the team that works for me. It is the team of people that we are going to be working with. It's our lenders. It's our appraisers. It's, you know, it's, it's everyone that is a vital part of a residential transaction and understanding and meeting all of these people and interviewing them to the point that you feel like, you know what, you're my kind of vibe, you're good people. And we're going to be a good force together. You know, it's, what's, um, it's like, uh, the Avengers putting all the Avengers together oh. and they're all working of together. Would bring that up. Yeah, I <laughs> might know? be a boy mom, but like, I don't get into all that. Oh my God. My kids were never really into the superhero stuff. Seriously. Yeah. And I like other than the Batman or like the Joker suicide movies. squad, you know, okay, but yeah, like the I first can, one, yeah. not this, not oh the God, second y'all. one. The second one was awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Note, bad. So first bad. one well, though. But you know, it's like, it's a good team yes, of yeah. people that specializes in their own yes. area of specialty. And then what they do is that all ricochets off of each other. So once you start hanging out and and it's so, it's so important and it's so important in anyone's life. It's important in your personal life and it's important in your business life. Surround yourself around people that are willing to uplift you, push you and motivate you to go further than where you are right now. And so that is something I live by and I'm working on that on my personal level. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But like business wise got the fuck out of it. Um, and it's so important. And so I'm around nothing but go-getters that are surrounding me, that are motivating me, that are helping me understand how to be the best I can be before even ever having a transaction. And that's good. And and then that's a good base. That's important. You have, you cannot build a home without a solid foundation. And that is, in business too. Like you better fucking make sure you're pouring that slab on thick baby. Okay. And make sure that shit is sturdy because that's, what's going to hold you. You know, that's, what's going to, that's going to, that's, what's going to launch you. And, um, so I'm really excited. It's coming and I'm manifesting it. I'm praying for it and I am making it happen. And instead of just talking about it, I'm actually doing it. And I'm so proud. Thank you. I'm excited. This transition from the last year, from like where she was a year ago. We were just talking about this not that long ago. Yeah. The transition of where she was, well, where we both yeah. were in our life yeah. this time last year Oof. to now, and like all the BS, but all the shit. Like we're in such better places. And Absolutely. Like watching you grow with business, and I mean, it's amazing. I'm so proud of you, friend. No, I love you. Well, thank you for breaking all that down for us. Yeah, I I'm hope like, I like did that right. You did. And I, you guys be sure to DM us. If you feel like if like that, you have other questions about real estate that mm-hmm. we didn't answer. Yes. We will get back to you yes. on the direct message on Instagram. You can, you know, message Nicola directly, just, you Always. know, let her know you had a question, but this, I mean, there's so many people wanting to get into the industry and right now the industry is booming. Oh and so God. if it's something you're considering, 
even if you need to know like what website to go to, to get your real estate license, even just like little things like that, hit us up, hit us up. And well, she'll answer all those for you. I won't, but, um, (laughs) but we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Be sure to leave us a review. If you don't mind, that's how we get this information out. Don't give us one star. I'm still fucking bitter. She's still we bitter. We don't forget. She's still bitter about that one star, the one time that we got the one I'll star. tell you what. She's going to find out who you are. Um, but anyways, <laughs> like us, leave us a review. Be sure to share with your friends. And we'll see you guys next Tequila Tuesday. Toodles. Make it clap.